Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 43 of Sacking's Therapy. Uh, we are going to recap the uh, season opener in Denver. The Kings at, uh, playing in Denver. Uh, we meant to actually do an episode uh, that was going to cover the last two preseason games against the Warriors. But due to awful technical difficulties, we just it, it just never came through. It just wasn't meant to be. Both me and Fong are very sorry that we can't provide you those episodes, but you know, uh, we're not just going to let those kind of you know fall into the ether of what we kind of are. But um, oh, by the way, Fong is here with me. Hey. And so we are just basically going to cover. Uh, we're just going to do a quick TLDR of the episode. Uh, it will never be published. Uh, it is going to just fall into the void. But you know, we're just going to recap it real quick. Uh, so during the two Warriors games, we found out that Steph Curry was really good. Oh, yeah. And Halliburton, really good. I really like him. He actually even did a good job on Steph Curry. That was really nice to see. Really the only guy that did good on, remotely good on Steph yeah. Curry. Can't wish we saw more of him, but, you know, it's, it's preseason. We'll see more of him throughout the season. And he was good in the, the Nuggets game, too. And we will get to that. But uh, you did not like Hassan Whiteside. No, I do not. <laughs> no. And I you do. uh you said some pretty mean things about him on the actual episode, which will which we I will not rat you out on it. Well, uh, but you know, yeah. you did say some very mean things. Uh yeah, just a quick summary. It's just Yeah, he's it's just his stat line doesn't reflect the way you like you see him play in an actual game and it kind of reminds me of a Willie Cauley Stein in a way. Like, um, not in a way where, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein plays fast, but in a way where the stats really don't reflect what you see in-game. And I now see that in Whiteside. Again, he averaged 15, 13, and like just under three blocks and went and came here for a minimum. There's a reason why that was and. Welcome to the Whiteside experience, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> I just describe him as lazy. Like a guy that does not jump on rebounds, the only thing he really like does with energy is flex. He will flex after every <laughs> single play. I swear to God, and yeah, that that's just how it's gonna be. Welcome to the white side experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, defense was pretty bad throughout preseason. Again, Steph Curry was really good. So it looked it looked like shoot around practice for Steph Curry. He's just running around the court and running drills basically, and. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty hard to. It was pretty hard to, you know, watch to some degree. But it was beautiful to watch Steph Curry, and it sucks that Clay Thompson is injured, or they'd be a really good team because it really is just Steph. The other guys are very meh, to say the least. Um, yeah, we we did notice some light full court presses um, during the preseason. I don't remember seeing it in the Denver game. We'll get to that, but like, it's just. I think it's something to try out. And it's kind of interesting. We've got to build a better foundation first. Um, you know, in terms of our actual defense, our half mm, half court defense before we try this full court press stuff. But it's something to keep an eye on. Um, let's see. Final notes about it. Let's see. Okay, I think that's about it in terms of the Kings. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Yogi was signed by the Jazz. Really good to see him, uh, you know, get find a new home. Like, I really I really wish the Kings would take him back. But I think with Jemias Ramsey 
being on the team now. Like I, I don't see a role for him, but it's good to see him on on Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Kaminsky was uh, released, and he got picked up by the Suns, which was kind of funny because oh. that's the team that didn't resign him. Uh, I don't. I forget. I forgot his first name. Metu uh, was released, but was resigned on a two-way contract. Yeah, that that was an interesting one too. <laughs> I'm not sure of the benefit of that, but like there is a, I think there is a technical uh, benefit to it. I believe. Yeah, probably relate to cash. Yeah, no. something along those lines. I I, I don't know. No. But um, you know, and to end, I guess the Kings coverage. Uh, Amin Al Hassan uh, dissed uh, De'Aaron Fox on uh, the jump, and basically Kings Twitter kind of lit him up. And uh, he is, you know, public enemy number one if he ever does come to Sacramento. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you know, me and Fong had a lengthy discussion about we st- ultimately think that De'Aaron is better, but like, you know, Morant being ed- basically just as good as De'Aaron was at, you know, in De'Aaron's third year and Morant's in his rookie year, that's really impressive, and they both have very bright futures. Oh yeah. And yeah, he was really he was really good against these Spurs. The too bad that they lost, but you know it is what it is. Um, yeah, he 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 really went off. Uh, was it yesterday? Today? Yesterday. Today is Christmas Eve, by the way. Oh yeah, Merry uh, Happy Holidays to everyone, and yeah, hopefully you guys have a good holiday season. Oh yeah. Um, go uh, Rudy Gobert got an extension to I think 205 million over five years was the number. And me and Fong basically said, while it is a hard pill to swallow for the Jazz, Gobert gives you a level, gives you a floor of at least the playoffs. But it's unlikely that they get past the second round, we think, just because. You know, he what he does well is very much mitigated a lot in the playoffs. And, you know, it's just going to be it's tough for me to see them make it pass, make it past the second round and even, you know, God forbid, a finals without, you know, major injuries to the other teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I get it as the Jazz, you have to give him that money. He is like, you know, your he is the defense. It's not like he's part of what makes your defense great. He is the defense. He is what makes it great. So you have to resign a guy like that, and mm-hmm. it's, it sucks that they have to pay him this much money. But you know, glad for glad for uh, Rudy. You know, get your money. You're one of the best defenders in the league. Yep, hope for the best for him too. Okay, well that's overall the TLDR. There were some other extensions. We're not gonna get into them. It's not really worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the TLDR for the last episode. Uh, we will not be publishing it. Blame the technical difficulty gods for that one. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Yeah. Um, it lo- looks like he's doing well right now, so we will get into it. All right, Kings at Denver. First thing that jumped out to me from when I watched, I basically missed most of the first half, but I was able to catch a little bit of the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter. First thing I noticed, new defensive energy from Buddy Heal. I know. It's unusual to see to be honest <laughs> yeah i don't ever remember him getting his hand on on a ball like you know like actually swiping the ball away from like the offensive player before but it it's not even so much that it's like he's there he's trying to at least make a play which is something new he's still not perfect and he will make mistakes but like it's you know it, this is what it's going to take for you know him to consistently play in the fourth quarter yeah it 
from what I saw from his defensive um, energy, I guess you could say, it's it was it's looking real good. I think uh, if he develops it just a little more, I think, uh, yeah, it should be fine if for the better future for the Kings. Yeah, and, you know, like on offense, he's absolutely automatic from three. If There were multiple moments where he – which just for some reason left open from three. And it was, it it was, I basically said, well, that's in. And basically every time it was. And yeah, I'm happy to not have traded him over the summer. Like, you know, really make me take for granted just how much of a knockdown shooter he is. If you, if yeah. you know, anyone dares to leave him open. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, he kind of developed that role into a starter because, you know, we, we didn't trust him, I guess, as a six man or even a starter last season. Yeah, and it's good to see maybe like you know some finally some self-reflection, and yeah, it's good to see him put the defensive energy out there. Um, okay, another thing, well, not, the second thing that kind of jumped out at me throughout the game was that Marvin has a long way to go on defense. You know, he got blown by just like a statue by Hartenstein, I think was his name, <laughs> the, the white guy basically, and. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, like when whenever he's like defending the rim, I he just jumps to on fake so much. And, you know, he is still he's got a long way to go, basically, was what I wrote down. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's he's he was like that for the last couple of years, I'd say, uh, when he's that kind of ready to go jump on <laughs> defense type uh, or jumping on fakes more like it. Um, but. Yeah, you know, as long as he gets, I guess, his foot in the groove and, you know, make those couple block shots, I think he'll develop uh, pretty nicely, I'd say, in the foreseeable future as well. Yeah, and, you know, he basically lost all of last year to help develop this. And, you know, you know, it's going to be a work in progress. You know, he's not great at, you know, perimeter defense. He's not great at guarding wings. And, he, and you know... Joker or Jokic basically abused him this this game because he's just not strong enough to hold Jokic yet. And you no, know, mm-hmm. this is a this is going to be a work in progress. And and like I like to see him just make improvements on that. And I'm perfectly fine with most of his offense. Um, but the jump shot is not really there yet. He he tried a face up jump shot on Jokic and that didn't go in. And then shot an air, shot a very deflating air ball and on from three and. Yeah, he just needs to work on it. I trust in his shot. His shot looks fine. There's nothing mechanically wrong with it. Uh, yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, so far he shot what zero for four for three points. Uh, a little more than I would preferably like for a player like him. But you know, aiding within the paint, I think he's doing real well. Uh, a lot well or a lot better, I'd say, in previous uh, games. Yeah, and, you know, he has good touch, and, you know, I think a lot of the things he doesn't do well currently, it there it's there. Like, he just has to work on it, I mm-hmm. think. So. Yeah, it's just a little more consistency, and he'll be there. And, you know, like, you know, not to take for granted, this is the first official game. Preseason doesn't count, of course. This is his, his first official game in, like, a year. So, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. He's got he's to have time to get back in the groove of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Time flies. It really does. Um, you know, King, this is something I mentioned last year. Like, Kings make really good rotations, except for, like, about the third rotation. They don't make it. 
And, you know, had had the Nuggets just moved the ball a little better, they would have gotten more open shots. But, you know, again, the Kings defense overall is a work in progress, but it's good to see a lot of synergy. We had to we had to double Jokic a lot and it was good to see them make, you know, pretty good rotations when it was kicked out for a three. Uh, on the inside, it was a different story. And uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that perimeter defense just just needs just needs a little more. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, Fox, you know, going to the rim, going to the rim and just drawing a lot of fouls. He was he shot. Let's see. Oh, really? he only shot five free throws. I thought he shot a lot more. He did have a number of and ones that were pretty. I call them old man tricks where it's kind of like the Dame Lillard thing where a guy puts his puts a hand on your hip and you immediately jump and just, you know, basically draw the foul. He's essentially perfected that in a way. And. You know, it's it's good to see him like you know, to, you know, like learn to do that. And basically, he's he's a he's a you know, uh, very experienced with it. I wouldn't say he's a grandmaster just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has mentioned in uh, another pod, I'd say I think it's the JJ Reddit pod, if I remember correctly, where he he's trying to learn how to draw fouls without you know, taking too much toll to his body. Um. In a way where, you know, he's trying to stay here for the long run, but, you know, I don't know what the saying is, to be honest. You know, the the, the quote-unquote old man game. Basically, like, he's trying to preserve his game, trying to draw these cheap, what we call them, cheap fouls, basically. Mm-hmm. And that he did he did do a few of those, and, you know, he got, like, I think two and ones in a row, just, you know, baiting the guy into fouling him, essentially. And mm-hmm. It's really good to see him, you know, take that step. And, you know, sky's the limit for him. Oh yeah. Very when he learns how to, when he figures out how to shoot again, because uh, some of his uh, jump shots are very. Uh, eh. Don't like yeah. him taking. Although his mid-range jump shot is fine, I think. Yeah, his his three point is. I don't when he's open, it's fine, but he kind of takes a uh, contested ones, which kind of I don't feel queasy about or good about. Yeah, and he's going to need to work on that. But, you know, like he, he's making improvements every year, and it's good to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, your favorite player, uh, Hassan Whiteside, oh. he he has like – you know how some people have flat, flat jump shots? Hassan has a flat like layup. He has flat hook shots. It's yeah, just yeah. so unbelievably lazy. He shot a hook shot that literally like went horizontal. I swear to God. And, and yeah, it just bricked off the front of the rim. He, he's just so lazy. Uh, especially on those second chance, like, points and rebounds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah if he's not dunking it and or if he's not just, like, you know, lightly putting it in, it's just a line drive to the rim. Yeah, I, I have no comments about him anymore because I, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Well, on the bright side. He's big. He's long. He does protect the rim. He did block a few shots and deterred a few shots as well. That's the main thing I want to look for is if he if he can deter shots. I'm not so impressive when he blocks one, but more when he you know deters like people from driving against him, which has kind of been one yeah. of the criticisms of his career. Even though he gets a lot of blocks, he's not a great rim protector. But in this game, he was. He he actually had a beautiful block on Jamal Murray that. That ultimately drew his sixth foul, but it was, you know, like that was that was something I like to see. I like seeing from Hassan. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other observation, uh, Michael Porter Jr. 
Now, I'm not going to lie. He is a very, very nasty scorer. And score on all levels can just go and get buckets. A bit of a black hole a little bit. Just because, like, other than that, he really doesn't do much. And don't get me wrong. He's amazing at scoring. And, you know, he's got size, too. But, like, he's not playing defense. He's not, like, a crazy great rebounder. He, You know, he doesn't really pass all that much. It's, you know, it's something to monitor going forward. And I imagine it's going to be a sticking point for Nuggets fans. Because, yes, we know he can score. But he needs to do other things. And, like, when he wasn't scoring, he was just like, what the hell are you doing out here? See, what kind of player do you think he'll develop as? You think more of a maybe potential three and D player if he actually develops his? Uh, I think he's. Be- I think he's too good for three and D. Like I think he's like. Mm, who- I mean, I don't want to call him KD, but that's what people have compared him to. But like, let's just say a a very tall score, like because he's got size. He's like six nine, six ten, and like he can shoot, can handle. Uh, who's who's a good example? Like. Now, I don't want to say Anthony Davis, but like, you know, some, something a little bit li- like that, because he, he can score on all levels. Like mm-hmm. it comes easy to him, too. So but yeah, he needs to work on his defense because he was trying to cherry pick a little bit. He's just not interested in playing defense. And <laughs> that that's just a thing he's going to need to work on. And Mike Malone has talked about it, why he doesn't play MPJ as much. It's because of his defense. Ooh, I see. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out on that going forward, but he is a nasty score. Um, so, an, you know, throughout the game, Jokic got switches. We were playing a switching scheme where a lot of times it felt like it felt like all the damn time. Buddy ended up on Jokic or just like Jokic was just post up like Rashawn or, you know, uh, Hassan and Marvin. And basically we would rightfully double. But unfortunately, Jokic is the best, basically the best big man passer of all time. So you cannot double him, really. And like my thing was throughout the game, I was just thinking, you know, if we just stop switching so much, I think we can just not double him and just go single coverage with him. Because Jokic does not like to score that much. He His instinct is to pass. And I would have just taken my chances with him in single coverage. What, what do you think? Mm. Yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, luckily for us this game, um, Jamal Murray wasn't too great and uh, didn't, you know, score as many points as I thought he would. Uh, but as a big man's uh, passer, it's, it's yeah, it's really dangerous when it comes to uh, doubling uh, Jokic. And I I think I have to agree uh that we should go on single coverage with Jokic and just allow him to score and hope that we, you know, you know, capitalize in the other end. The, yeah, because the, the, when we came to double, like, a guy would just be open under the rim. In terms of shooters, like, every now and then it would lead to an open shot. But, like, we covered that decently well. And, you know, the the, the Nuggets weren't shooting that well from three, luckily. But, like, yeah. I just felt like every time we doubled them, he, he just instinctively knows where his teammates are. And we the defense just cannot rotate fast enough. Yeah, that's crazy. He even Grant- had... Granted, I don't think we have a guy that can really cover him like in isolation, other than maybe Hassan if he, you know, for love of God, dare to move. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have just gone single coverage with him. But yeah, right. He had, I believe, 14 assists this game, which is triple double. Yeah, 
29, 15 rebounds, and 14 assists with even three blocks. That's a that's a beautiful stat or score or bleh, box score. <laughs> it has six, that so. has six turnovers, but you know that that happens when you're a passer like Jokic. But yeah, he he was dominating the game, even though he only had 29 points. Or yeah, only had 29 points, but like he it felt like he was the focal point of the game. You know? Oh yeah, it really made me forget that Jamal Murray was out there. Yeah, Jamal Murray was. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he was. He did have seven free throws, but like, yeah, he was not good this game. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those random things, like where a lot of like the star players don't play well against the Kings, but a random like role player will play really well. And then this game was Will Barton. Yeah. But, but yeah, for some reason Murray just didn't play well, and usually he torches the Kings. Uh, I can't recall the last time, but we did beat. The Nuggets last time, I believe. Yeah, we beat them once last year, I think. Yeah. At home, and that was pretty nice. But like most of the time, they smoke. They smoke us. And. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the next point, like you know, despite not loving his the his shooting form, Tyrese Halliburton can hit some threes, and he hit two huge ones in the fourth quarter, right when the game was about to fall out of our out of our grass he hits two crucial threes that basically kind of halted uh denver's run and yeah like he hi tyrese is so good like his passing his feel like it's it's all there like he basically he feels like a vet already like i don't see that many rookie mistakes from him at least i don't notice any and like you know combine that with the very reliable shooting and just great playmaking that he has he this how did he fall to twelve again? I know how how do we even acquire this guy? Man, I I think we yeah it was a steal to get him in this draft. I just rewatched a Stephen A. and Stephen A. like posted a video where he was pretty upset that the Knicks drafted Obi Toppin because they already had like five five power forwards <laughs> in front of him uh, and basically saying like he wanted a guard and Tyrese was right there. Uh, that was funny. Well, too bad for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, ba- Bagley and uh, Rashawn Holmes both foul out uh, like right around, right in crunch time, basically. And mm-hmm. both of them, you know, due to Jokic, Jokic was as good at you know drawing these fouls, and need- Rashawn actually held them decently well, but like Marvin is just too, it's not strong enough to hold, um, to hold Jokic. So like. You know, he just drew fouls and drew, and basically your favorite player came in, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside, guarding for the rest rest of the game, and you know he did okay. Yeah, I mean, he he's a big guy, and you know, but could hold Jokic, but uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, he did pretty good. <laughs> there was, I think it was an OT. But like there, there was this play where Jokic was out in the perimeter and Hassan refused to to close out on him, just refused. And luckily, Jokic shot an air ball, so like maybe that's why he didn't close out. But like at least at least just jog towards him, do something. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, at least you know try a little maybe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's an adventure watching him, but he did do well on, you know, on Jokic just because he's a big boy and he has weight on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray fouls out on a very stupid offensive foul that, by the way, was challenged and somehow did not get overturned. 
what it was was that he drove to the rim, and Hassan basically ch- chased out, blocks him beautifully. But in the process, like right before Hassan blocks it, Murray kind of puts his arm out, but it doesn't really – he touches Hassan. He really just touches him, literally. Doesn't even hit him, do, doesn't do much of anything, and somehow that's an offensive foul, and it was really stupid. And the refs were just weird this game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Would you consider it an offensive I, I didn't see it, by the way. I so. did not consider it offensive foul because he literally just kind of – Kind of just like tapped him, and it was an offensive foul. And I, I don't get how it was not overturned because Mike Malone again did challenge it, and it was ruled an offensive foul. His sixth foul, and he's out of the game. It was just very weird. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that and see. Yeah, it was it was head scratching, and yeah, I imagine the last two minute report maybe probably mentioned it, but we'll we'll, we'll move on, but. Uh, on the final two possessions, uh, Fox actually generates two really good shots. And one where he basically got a pretty nice mid-range shot, but it didn't go down. And then another one, well, no, he generated three shots. He he got one, he got a pass to Hassan who gets fouled but misses both free throws. And he got and he created an open three for Halliburton who misses it. So like during the final few possessions, we got good shots, but we just could not hit them. But. Uh. You know, it is what it is. Hassan does miss the two free throws, and I thought the game was over at that point, but it was not. We we kept strong. We kept fighting. Yeah, uh, that sounds like nothing like the Kings that I would remember. I know. Like, honestly, uh, last year, I feel like we would have just laid out and died. But, you know, yeah. it's it's good to see, like, there's fight in the Kings. Yeah, especially in the second, uh, uh, yeah, second half. Like, you know, we usually fall off hard in the second half, but this time we, we kept up, and I'm glad to see that. Yeah, we're, we, we were the anti-Warriors last year, where the Warriors would go on crazy runs in the third quarter, but instead the Kings would go on crazy collapses every third quarter, it feels like. <laughs> um, on the final possession of, of the fourth quarter, Buddy just kind of loses the ball. I see what he was trying to do because – Gary Harris's hand was on his hip, and he basically tried to jump in the air and draw the foul, but instead, instead just loses the ball. We go to OT. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, Jokic shot the air ball in OT when Hassan just refused to close out on him. Um, there was a you know hilarious for the Kings because we got the ball, but what what happened was Hassan basically hacks uh, Jokic. And Jokic basically, you know, the ball slips out of his hands and falls out of bounds. Now, Luke Walton challenges that call. He doesn't challenge the actual foul because on the replay, it is clear that Hassan fouls Jokic. But the review was actually to see who the ball was out on. And because Hassan hacked him, the the ball is clearly out on Jokic. And the ultimate result was that Kings got the ball back. It was a hilariously stupid review and a hilariously stupid call that somehow went for in favor of the Kings. And, you know, Nuggets Nuggets were pretty angry about it. And rightfully so. That's a bullshit call. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, it went in our favor. So, yeah. Well, you know, ever since the challenges came out in the NBA, uh, I still don't understand them. I mean... I know I know challenges in the NFL and how they work, but in the NBA it seems like what the refs call is what the refs call. 
I just feel like when you see a foul like that, you should be able to say, oh, that's a foul. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter that it went out of bounds on Jokic. You fouled him. There, but, there you know, it worked out in the Kings' favor. So, you know, yeah. hopefully there, that doesn't come to bite us in, you know, in future games. Yeah, there must be, like, a specific rule where if you challenge a specific, like, was it foul or uh, if it was our ball or their ball, it, it probably has to look at that specific um, like category. I don't know. <laughs> it re- yeah, it, it does sound kind of stupid that uh, the Nuggets didn't get the ball back or even, you know, uh, called a foul on Hassan. I mean, like, honestly, like, you know, kick, you know, I thought the refs would just do like what was called a makeup call and just make it a jump ball instead where like they don't want to admit they were wrong. But, you know, they but like we'll kind of give you a chance to get the ball back. But no, we Kings just got the ball. It was pretty stupid. Uh, it was a pretty back and forth game um, in, in the OT. Um, and basically on the final on one of the final possessions, um, Jokic manages to get the ball to Will Barton. Will Barton thought he had an easy layup, but out of from out of nowhere, De'Aaron Fox comes in with a beautiful chase down block. The ball ends up in Harrison Barnes' hands, who takes it up the court, and and he makes a left-handed layup. In the last two-minute report, it was deemed a travel. And, really. But, Yes, it was deemed a travel. What was weird was that basically when when Barnes tried to pick up the ball, he fumbled it. But I wasn't sure if the fumble counted as a step. That was that that was what was weird. I see. Um, yeah, I was just looking at it to see if it was a travel, but I I don't know. I didn't I didn't pick it up. Maybe I had to watch it again and see. You thought it was a travel? I didn't think it was a travel because it the the confusing part was that he fumbled it. Uh-huh. Like, cause he, cause he tried to grab it and then basically fumbled it, and you know while he was fumbling he took a step. I don't know if that step counted, but once he got control of the ball he took two steps and that that I thought was legal. But in the last minute report it was deemed to travel. Um, oh. Yeah. So on the next possession, uh, basically six I think it was six seconds to go. Uh, Jokic or I forgot who was passing it to Jokic. Uh, basically they passed to Jokic. Barnes kind of gets his hand on the ball and basically get, you know, steals the ball and Fox ends up passing it to Barnes who misses the dunk. I think Will Barton got a got a hand on it and Buddy tips it in for the win Um, on the last two minute report. It was it was deemed that uh, Barnes did foul Jokic and he didn't foul him like when he tipped the ball. It was when he was trying to go after the ball. His hand kind of got caught with Jokic's and I assume that's where the foul was. Uh, And I think there was actually a foul on Barnes on the dunk as well. So there was that. But, you know, that there was a bit of confusion because, again, I thought there was a foul on Barnes on the chase down block. But Mm -hmm. instead, Buddy just tips it in for the win and they run off the court. And before, you know, they could overturn it, basically. Yeah. Overall, great win for the Kings. Um, I was actually debating on whether I wanted them to win this one or lose this one. But, you know, a win's a win and I'm happy for it. And, you know, it's good to see that the Kings have a tough spirit about them. Yeah, hopefully they keep it up for the next uh, games because, yeah, tough. It's going to be a tough schedule for sure. Yeah, it really doesn't get easy up until, like, maybe the Bulls game. But 
as I said last year, like it was, you know, Kings were not good at beating bad teams. So mm-hmm. who knows if that's going to be an easy game? But it's good to see that we got our first win. Let's see. Did we predict records for this season? We did not. No. What do you predict we're going to get? Honestly, I'm down for us to win 28 games. Mm. Uh, by the way, our over/under we're at 35. 35 points. Oh, I see. Um, I want to hit Queen Dirty, in my opinion. I mean, like that's fine. Like I think there, you know, we do have some talent now. The the question is, do we want to actually like you know go for you know a lot of wins and try to maybe make the play-in tournament? I'm kind of split on it, but like you know, a win's a win. Like I'm not gonna complain about it, but you know, Kate Cunningham's looking real nice. Yeah, I wonder where the chances of uh, getting him in the next draft. And you know, we don't have to full-on tank with the new lottery odds. We might as well like be the 11th or the 10th seed, and I think it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think it's just, you know, it's great. Again, it's great to be able to win. And, you know, again, a very kind of revitalizing win for, for us just because, like, you know, again, we showed heart and we didn't give up. And, you know, it's it's always spectacular to win on a game-winning play like that. Okay, any, any other thoughts you have on the game? Mm, not really, but... Like I said, hopefully we keep this up and, you know, see some good games. Uh, even uh, I want to see some more close games, to be honest. I want to see blowouts. Yeah. And, you know, this this game got my like got my adrenaline rush going. So, yeah, like it's again, it's nice to have a tight game like this and, you know, to be able to come out on top like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't want to see no more uh, second-half fall-offs. Yeah, those, those are, like, the most painful to watch, of course. And, yeah, um, hopefully we just have more games like this. And I just want us to show spirit and just hustle and heart. Oh, yeah. And in this game, we definitely did. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Okay, well, that's... Uh... That's all we have for this game. Um, you know, we'll probably catch you guys back once the Kings play Phoenix. Uh, they're going to be a tough team. Um, yeah, we'll be back in the Golden One. Well, Kings will be back in the Golden One Center. We will not be there. And I'm looking at ESPN. Apparently, you can buy tickets to the Rockets game. Wait, at their home? At their home arena, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we're not going to be there anyway either. Yeah, we're not. And, uh, you know, we forgot to mention uh, Rockets and OKC game was postponed because a bunch of the Rockets player caught the Rona and they actually straight up did not have enough players to be able to play that game. And Gee. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, the one who's taken the biggest hit on this is James Harden because he was at a dinner party. He, he very he very made it very clear it was not a strip club. So, you know. It is what it is. I, I'm not going to – I don't think it was actually – like there isn't definitive proof that it's actually him, but a lot of people are assuming that it's him. But I don't want to be unfair to him. And, you know, but, you know, he is he is definitely not taking the protocols all that seriously. And, you know, hopefully we don't get too many situations like this where games are postponed or there's an outbreak. 
because right now it looks like Boogie and John Wall aren't going to be playing in that in their next game and probably aren't going to be cleared until next week. And yeah, Harden apparently might be back on Friday. Oh well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, there that's there's something there, but hopefully everyone stays healthy and you know through through the new through the uh, holiday season and the New Year's. Yeah, don't don't want to see any more postponements. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's it for us for this episode. We'll catch you guys back on uh, December 26th uh, after the Phoenix game. Yep.